Morning, today's daf is daf Ein Hei. I'm going to go from the Mishnah. It's about the 10th line of Ein Hei. I'm with Aleph 75A. Now, the, yeah. So the Mishnah says, We've actually touched on a lot of this Mishnah in previous discussions, so hopefully it will sound familiar. Um, oh, sorry, and today's Shizli Ilunishmas, Benzion Ben Zeev, Avram Halevi, and... Meir ben Shlomo and Avram ben Meir, may their neshamas have an aliyah and their memory be a blessing. So the Mishnah starts off, Shtei Chatzari, Zu Lifni Mizum. Zu Lifni Mizu, if you have two courtyards, one within the other. So the, the layout of this is, you need to walk through the outer court, the, the inner courtyard, the residents of the inner courtyard have to walk through the outer courtyard to get to the street. If only the residents of the inner courtyard made an Eruv, but not the residents of the outer courtyard. The inner one is Mutar and the outer one is Asur. So why? Because the inner ones have an Eruv. What happens if If the outer ones make an Eruv, but not the inner ones? The residents of the inner courtyard. Both are Osur. The inner, why is the inner courtyard Osur? So that's obvious because they don't have an Eruv. Only the outer courtyard made an Eruv. And the outer one is, as we're going to learn in this mission, a very important principle. This is one of the underlying discussion. Is Regul Asura bim koima voiceres bedrisas raglo voiceres bedrisas haregul. Someone who can't walk, who's also to carry into their courtyard, or they can't carry from their house into their courtyard, they can't, they restrict it in their courtyard. If they have drisas regal, that's right of servitude, the right to walk through the courtyard, then they oyster that courtyard as well. So since the, so what's the case? The inner courtyard does not have an Eruv, the outer courtyard has set up an Eruv. The inner courtyard is not allowed to carry in there to their courtyard. So when they walk through the outer courtyard, which they have rights to do because that's the only way that they get to the street, they oyster the people in the outer courtyard from carrying as well. Irva zula atmo vazula atmo. If they each make their own Eruv, either the inner courtyard makes an Eruv and the outer courtyard makes an Eruv, then they can each carry in their courtyard. In that case, let's contrast it to the previous case. In that case, the inner people do have a right to walk through the outer courtyard, but since they're allowed to carry, we'll see this more clearly, but since they're allowed to carry in their courtyard, their right to walk through the outer courtyard, don't oyster it. So again, so that's regal hamuteres versus regal ha Again, if the inner courtyard would be banned from carrying because they didn't have an Eruv, then when they walk through the outer courtyard, they all, since they have rights to walk through the outer courtyard, they also invalidate it. But since, as we said, in this case, the inner ones did have an Eruv, them walking through the outer ones so they are regular muteres, they are allowed to carry in their zone. They don't oyser the outer one. Rabbi Akiva oyser hachitzoyna shedrusus regular losarto. Rabbi Akiva says the outer one is also because just the right to walk through through it oyser it. I how Rabbi Akiva so how Rabbi Akiva views it is that the 
the right to walk through a courtyard, make them like they're part of that courtyard. Therefore, that courtyard, unless they're included in the Eruv, it would be invalid. They would invalidate that, the outer courtyards, Think um, and the Chachomim say no. Their right to walk through that courtyard don't invalidate it. We're going to discuss what these Chachomim hold in the Gemara. Okay, now we're going to discuss where both the inner courtyard and the outer courtyard made independent Eruvin. So again, the residents of the inner courtyard, remember, so just to get the case clear, we have an inner courtyard and an outer courtyard. The people of the inner courtyard to get to the street have to walk through the outer courtyard. That's what we call Drusus Regal. They have rights to walk through it. Rights of, I think the more technical term is rights of servitude. Um, so the inner ones, so the residents, so the case we're discussing now is if the inner residents made an Eruv, and the outer residents made an Eru, the outer courtyard residents made an Eru. So he says, What happens if one of the outer residents forgot to join his, his, the outer courtyard's Eru? The inner one can carry and the outer one can't carry. Because the inner one still has a full, have their Eru. What happens if someone from the inner courtyard forgot to join the inner courtyard's Eruv? Shtei Masuras, both courtyards are Osur. Why? Because again, by the fact you have one of the residents of the inner courtyard who forgot to join that Eruv, it's not a valid Eruv in the inner courtyard. So they're Regal HaOseris. They're people who can't carry in their courtyard. Therefore, their rights to walk, therefore, by the fact that they have rights to walk through the outer courtyard, they also oiser the outer courtyard. Again, regular asura, ha'oisra, a foot which is also to carry in his courtyard, when he has rights to walk through another courtyard, he oisers it. What happens if they join, put their eruv together? And we'll see in the Gemara that the case here is then they put it in the outer courtyard. So the inner courtyard and the outer courtyard join together in an eruv. And if a resident, either of the inner courtyard or of the outer courtyard, forgot to join the Eruv, both courtyards can't carry. Because they're one courtyard. So even if the inner one's one is... Well, obviously, if one of the inner residents forgot to join the Eruv, well, then he invalidates the, inner, the, the, the whole Eruv together and his right to walk through the outer courtyard invalidate it as well. If one of the outer residents... If it's one of the outer residents who forgot to join the Eruv, then granted the outer people can't carry, the inner people also can't carry because if they try to separate from the outer courtyard, they won't have an Eruv at all because the Eruv is in the outer courtyard. So that's their problem. It says, If it was individuals in the courtyard, I had one resident in the inner courtyard and one resident in the outer courtyard, they don't need an Eruv. They don't restrict each other. Okay, let's see the Gomorrah. Now what the Gomorrah is going on is it's a little bit unclear. We started off the Mishnah with the Tanakama, who said, as we'll see, at least at the starting point, is a little bit vague, but they seem to imply if you can't carry in your own Rishus, then the right to walk through the next door Rishus invalidate their Eruv as well. And then we had Rabbi Akiva, who said that, no, just having the right to walk through the courtyard, whether you're allowed to carry in your courtyard or not, by the fact you have rights to walk through the outer courtyard, 
you invalidate their Eruv unless they join you in it. Because you, I guess in a way, you're like one of the residents by the fact that you have Drisas Haregel, rights to walk through. And then we brought the Chachomim again, who said, Ain Drisas Haregel or Sarto, not walking through it doesn't really oyster it. So the question is, are there three opinions in the Mishnah? Or are there two opinions of the Mishnah? The first Amora we're going to bring is going to assert that there are only two opinions in the Mishnah. And then we're going to bring a few questions on him and ultimately refute that way of learning. And then we're going to finally come along and show that there are actually three different opinions and what they each hold. So let's start. Ki asa Rabdimi Omer When Rabdimi came, he said in the name of Rabbi Anai, Zudivrei, Rabbi Akiva. This is the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Do Omer Afilu Regal, Hamuteres Bimkoimo, Oisorto Shelo Bimkoimo. Even if that person is allowed to carry in his Mekoimo in his inner courtyard, he oisers the outer courtyard. Again, just by the fact he's allowed to walk through, gives him rights to that Chotzer. So if the outer Chotzer hasn't joined him in the Eruv, they can't carry the Chachomim say that the, just as the regal which is mutar to carry in his courtyard does not oiser the courtyard he has right to the outer courtyard, so to a regal who is also to carry in his courtyard also invalidates the outer court, uh, does not invalidate, sorry, even a regal that is also to carry in his Courtyard does not invalidate the outer courtyard. I what's the second opinion, and according to him, the only other opinion in the Mishnah, that rights of servitude don't count as real rights, that they would invalidate their Eruv. So the inner courtyard people will never invalidate the outer courtyard people, again, unless they have a joint Eruv. Um, so the Gemara asks on him, Tnan, but we learned in the Mishnah, If the outer courtyard have an Eruv, but not the inner courtyard, both courtyards can't carry. It says, Mani, who's the author? If you want to suggest that the author's Rabbi Akiva, well, why is it teaching a case of where they are not allowed to carry in their inner courtyard, they oyster the outer courtyard. According to Rabbi Kiva, even if they can carry in their inner courtyard, they can't carry in the outer courtyard. So, Elalav Rabbonin, it must be the Rabbonin. And it's also because they have the rights to walk through. But regal but not like Rav Dimi wanted asserted. Rav Dimi asserted that even if you're not allowed to carry in your courtyard, just rights of servitude don't invalidate the Eruv in the outer courtyard. It must be, we see clearly here that if you can't carry in the inner courtyard, they invalidate the outer courtyard. So the Gemara says, No, it actually is Rabbi Akiva. The style is not only this case, which is very obvious, but even in this case, which is less obvious. It's a style that the Mishnah sometimes employs and often uh, teachers and rabbis often giving shirim start with this. You start with the very basic, fundamental, obvious teachings and you slowly build up to the more novel, complicated teachings. So that's what they did here. According to Rabbi Akiva, they start off with, obviously, obviously, if the person is not allowed to carry in his courtyard, he invalidates the, his rights of walking through the outer courtyard, invalidate it. And then it goes on to the greater teaching that even if he's allowed to carry in his courtyard, by the fact he has rights to walk through the outer courtyard, invalidate the Eruv of the outer courtyard. 
Okay, so that's questions answered. Tonight we challenge it again. We said if each courtyard makes their own Eruv, then they each allowed to carry in their own courtyard. We make a deduction. The reason is because the inner courtyard made an Eruv. If the inner courtyard did not make an Eruv, they would both be Asur. But this Tana is saying, sorry, this is the Tana who holds that a regular muteris ain't no seres. That if, you, if you're allowed to carry, then you don't forbid the next door courtyard. Regal ha'osara oseres. He seems clearly saying that the, 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 that person who's not allowed to carry in his courtyard would um, invalidate the next door courtyard, the outer courtyard. Now, Mani, who's the author? If you want to say it's Rabbi Akiva, well, Rabbi Akiva, you don't even have to come onto a case where you don't have to make this deduction of where he's not allowed to carry because Rabbi Akiva would hold, even if he is allowed to carry, he invalidates the outer courtyard. Elalav, Rabbonin, he, it must be the Rabbonin. So, um, so from this clear deduction, there must be an opinion that holds if you're not allowed to carry in your courtyard, you invalidate the next door courtyard. And the odd, sorry, I lost my place. The odd me to say for Rabbi Akiva, Rachel Rabbi Akiva. But the fact that the next line it says Rabbi Akiva says it must be the line just before it in the mission is not Rabbi Akiva. So that first line, that line of. Uh, if one of the outer people, sorry, let me just find it in the Mishnah. Yeah, so that line that if they each make their own Eruv, then they're allowed to carry, implying that if the inner ones did not make an Eruv, they would not be allowed to carry. And, Rabbi, and then we say, and Rabbi Akiva comes along and says, dot, 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 must be the line before was not Rabbi Akiva. So the Moran says, no, Kula Rabbi Akiva, he, it's actually all Rabbi Akiva. I just lost one. Um, yeah. Kula Rabbi Akivahi. Actually, you can learn the whole Mishnah as Rabbi Akiva. And it's missing a line, which, and this is how you should read the Mishnah. If you made, if each courtyard, the inner courtyard and the outer courtyard, each made their own Eruv. Then they can each carry in their courtyard. The people from the inner courtyard can carry from their house into the inner courtyard. And the people from the outer courtyard can carry from their houses into the outer courtyard. When is this? Where they put up the small wall. But where they do not put on the small wall, Rabbi Akiva would hold that the outer one is Asur. Rabbi Akiva because Rabbi Akiva says you're not allowed to carry in the people of the, out, of the inner courtyard invalidate the Eruv of the outer courtyard by the fact that they're allowed to walk through it. And then the Chachomim come along and say No, a person's right to walk through a property through the outer courtyard never invalidate the Eruv. Says Mosiv, Rav Bibi Barabaya, Rav Bibi Barabaya challenged us. So 
basically, in short, we've, what, the, what Rav Dimi was asserting, let's just go back to the beginning, that according to Rabbi Akiva, obviously, whether or not you're allowed to carry in your own courtyard by the fact that they have Drissus regal to walk through the outer courtyard, they always invalidate it, unless you put up the short wall saying that we've separated them, we're withdrawing our rights from the outer courtyard. That's the one, that's Rabbi Akiva's opinion. The Chachomim, on the other hand, hold no. Right to walk through a property, never ever invalidate it. It's not real rights in a property that you should be taken into account when they have an Eruv. So that's where we're holding. Now, Mosif Rabbi Barabaya, Baya challenges this again. He says, if it belonged to individuals, you don't need to make an Eruv. Implying that if there was more than just one person staying in each Chatser, you would need to make an Eruv. We see that if you're allowed to carry in your courtyard, that's when you will not, if the inner people are allowed to carry that, then they won't invalidate the outer courtyard. But if they're not allowed to carry, then they would forbid it. So that's the first kasha. But the fact that we say that only if they're individuals they don't invalidate the outer courtyard, must be saying that if they're a rabbim, if there's more than two residents of the inner courtyard, they, don't, they do invalidate the outer courtyard. That's the first one. For Od, Mosev Ravina. And secondly, Ravina challenge. He says, Shochach echod min ha-chitzoyna v'lo irif ha-pinimis muteres v'al-chitzoyna asura. We said that if someone from the outer courtyard forgot and he didn't join in the Eruv, the people of the inner courtyard are permitted to carry, and the people of the outer courtyard are forbidden to carry. If one of the middle people of the inner courtyard did forgot to join the Eruv, neither are allowed to carry. Now, we're implying that the reason that now the courtyard can carry is because this person from the inner courtyard forgot to join in the Eruv. Implying that if he did join in the Eruv, then they could carry. We see that it does depend on whether the person can carry in his courtyard. It depends. If he's allowed to carry, then he, invalidate, then he does not invalidate the Eruv of the outer courtyard. If he's not allowed to carry, then he would invalidate the outer courtyard. So clearly you can't learn, like we've suggested, that this, the first opinion in the Mishnah holds that if you, your rights of walking don't ever count. Rather, when Ravin came, he said in the name of Rabbi It's actually a three-way machloikes. Tanakama hold that if you're allowed to carry, then you don't forbid it. But if you are not allowed to carry, then you do. Rabbi Kiva holds no, even if you're allowed to carry in your courtyard, you forbid the outer courtyard. And Rabbonin Basrai, Sovri, Keshem, She, Regla, Muteres, Einoiseres, Kach, Regla, Soris, Einoiseres. And the last opinion hold that no, you ne- your rights to pass through never forbid the outer courtyard. So let's just summarize the Gomorrah up to here, which is an important, which is, uh, which will give us a, a clearer understanding of the Mishnah. So the question of the Mishnah, again, the case we're dealing with is two courtyards, one within the other. I, the inner residents of the inner courtyard have to carry, have to walk through the outer courtyard to get to the, to get out of their courtyard to get to the public. 
to get to the Rishus Arabim or the Mavoi. So now we're trying to understand how do we view their Drisas Haregel, their right to walk through the outer courtyard, how does it affect it? So it's actually a three-way machlokas. Let's start on the easiest. I think Rabbi Akiva, or the, or the one extreme, is Rabbi Akiva. He holds, by the fact that they have rights to walk through the outer courtyard, to a degree they residents of that outer courtyard, and therefore the people of the outer courtyard would never be allowed to carry unless they were joined, um, unless they joined the inner courtyard residents in the Eruv. Rabbi Akiva holds that your rights of walking through the property is a very strong right to a degree you're almost like a resident. That's Rabbi Akiva. On the other extreme, we have the, the third opinion in the Mishnah, what's called the Chachomim in the Mishnah. They all know, right to walk through a property doesn't make you like a resident. And therefore, whether or not you can carry in your own Chotzer, just because you have rights to walk through another Chotzer, will not invalidate it. And that's the and then there's the middle opinion that says no. If you're allowed to carry in your chotzer, then your right to walk through the outer chotzer do not invalidate it. If you're not allowed to carry in your own chotzer, your chotzer didn't make an eruv, or one of your residents of your inner chotzer forgot to join the eruv, then you would not be allowed to. Then you, by the fact that you're not allowed to carry in your chotzer invalidates your right of walking through, invalidates the outer chotzer. Okay, that's a summary up to here. Um, just a very interesting point the poskim discuss. Um, what would be the halacha if, let's say, you have an Eruv and a few people live out the Eruv. So when they're walking on Shul to Shabbos or to their neighbors, they're definitely allowed to walk through the city. Let's say we're talking about a city's Eruv. They're definitely allowed to walk through the city to go to Shul or to uh, the part of the story. There are people who stay outside the Eruv. So let's say, let's just, for example, let's say there's the Eruv in Glen Hazel and they stay in Sydenham. Let's just assume that that's in the Eruv and Sydenham's out the Eruv. So the people from Sydenham are definitely allowed to walk to Shul in Glen Hazel in the Eruv. And they're definitely allowed to walk to people for lunch, etc. in the Eruv. So should we not say that that is a case of people who are not allowed to carry in their courtyard walking into a place where people are allowed to carry and they should invalidate it. And with that line of thinking, there's always going to be those, or just about always going to be those few Jews who are out of the Eruv and have rights to walk throughout the rest of the city with the Eruv. So should they not invalidate it like we've just learned? So again, because Rabbi Akiva says, your right to walk through a property would invalidate their Eruv, or the Chachomim hold, if you're not allowed to carry by your part, and you walk through another place, even if they have an Eruv, it invalidates it. So that's a question the Poskim discussed. The general answer seems to be along the lines of, no, here's different. Because these people of the inner courtyard, their right to walk through the outer courtyard is a fundamental right. If they don't have that right, they can't go anywhere on Shabbos. So they have a very, it's their only, it's, to a degree, it's the place they have to walk, the only place they can walk. Whereas if you stay in the city outside the Eruv or something like that, you can walk anywhere. You don't have to walk into the Eruv. 
It's not like the inner courtyard who have to walk into the outer courtyard. Here you don't have to. And but the fact that you don't have to walk through it makes it a weaker um would not invalidate it. Okay, that's oh, a sorry. Uh, yes. Mr. Just to clarify when you say walk through, I mean you can walk, you mean carry on with because you can walk regardless, right? No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, what I mean by walk through, what I mean by walk through, it does your right to walk through. How, how do we view your right to walk through? Does that make you, seems like according to Rabbi Akiva, that makes you kind of like a resident. And therefore, if they want to be able to carry, they would have to include you in the Eruv. Do you see that? So that's the question. Yeah. Um, if, so that's why if the inner courtyard, they need to walk through the outer courtyard, that right of servitude, what, uh, I guess, what level of power is it? Is it a contributor? It's very powerful. And therefore, they will always invalidate the outer courtyard unless they're part of it. According to the opposite extreme, it's, it's right to walk through. That's not a, doesn't make you a resident. And therefore, as long as the outer courtyard have set up an Eruv, they can still carry. Obviously, you're right. You can't carry. Even if the inner courtyard has an Eruv and the outer courtyard has an Eruv, they can't carry between the two courtyards. Unless they join it. Okay. Um, let's go on to the next point. So it says, Etc. If, one, if they put an Eruv in one place, so this is where they're joining the courtyards in an Eruv. Etc. So the Gemara asks, "My mokom echod." What does it mean, mokom echod? Says Omer Rabbi Yehuda, "Omer Rav, chitzona." It means they put the eruv in the outer courtyard. Or my korile mokom echod. Why did they call it one place? Says mokom miyuchad l'shteim, the place which was designated for both of them. As we know, when you're joining two courtyards together, you put the eruv in. You designate a place in one of the courtyards, and you put the eruv there. And Tanya Namihach, we have a brisa which basically says the same thing. The emphasis is on that we're discussing a case which the Eruv is in the outer... The Eruv is in the out, is placed... The Eruv of both courtyards, the inner and the outer one, is placed in the outer courtyard. Why? If they placed the Eruv in the outer one and one of the people forgot to join the Eruv. Whether he's a resident of the inner courtyard or the outer courtyard. And he didn't join the Eruv. Both courtyards are Asur. If they put the courtyard, if they put the Eruv in the inner courtyard and one of the residents of the inner courtyard forgot to join the Eruv, both courtyards are also. Let's just quickly summarize up here. If the Eruv is in the outer courtyard and any of the residents forget, why is the Eruv, why does it invalidate both courtyards? So then obviously when the outer, when a member of the outer courtyard um, forgets to join the Eruv, he invalidates the outer courtyard's Eruv and the inner courtyard's Eruv because they've joined together. Now let's say the inner courtyard want to say, well, we want to separate ourselves from you. You can be the outer courtyard, we'll in the inner courtyard, we'll keep our Eruv. The Eruv is placed in the outer courtyard. So as soon as they withdraw themselves from the outer courtyard, want to say, let's be a separate entity again, well, then they don't have an Eruv at all. Remember, they placed the... So that's the first point. The second point was if the Eruv was placed in the inner courtyard... And one of the people from the inner courtyard forgot to join the Eruv. Well, now the inner courtyard, the people of the inner courtyard definitely can't carry. 
And therefore, they just by the by the fact that as we've as we've just said, at least according to the 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 Tanakam of the Mishnah, if you're not allowed to carry in your courtyard and you have rights to walk through another courtyard, you invalidate that courtyard. So that's the first. Now, what happens if again you've placed the eruv in the inner courtyard, and one of min the eruv, and one of the people in the outer courtyard forgot to join the eruv, both courtyards still can't carry. Tivrei Rabbi Akiva, that's Rabbi Akiva's opinion. Why? Why should both courtyards not be allowed to carry? Because as Rabbi Akiva always says, if you have rights to walk somewhere, they have to include you in the Eruv. But the fact that they joined these two courtyards together, they were giving the people of the outer courtyard rights to walk into the inner courtyard. That's what it means, joining your two chotzers into one large chotzer. So therefore, he makes the, this person who forgot in the outer courtyard invalidates the whole thing. No, in this case, I wear the Eruv is placed in the inner courtyard, and one of the people from the outer courtyard forgot to join the Eruv. The outer people can't carry, but the people in the, the residence of the inner courtyard can carry in the inner courtyard. Now, Omar, we're going to analyze this to see why, why that should be. It says, Omar, Rabbi Barchanin, Rabbi Barchanin said to Abaye, My Schneider Rabbonin. To Omri Ptimus Muteres, what's the reason that the rabbis say that the residents of the inner courtyard can carry? Says Mishum, Dasha It must be because you're saying they can separate themselves. I close their doors and carry. I another way of saying they can withdraw from the joint Eruv. You have the inner courtyard and the outer courtyard joined together in an Eruv. Let the inner people just close doors. And say we want to, uh, we, we are withdrawing from our joint Eruv. And then they have an Eruv and their, their own unit. And granted, one of the people from the outer courtyard forgot to join the Eruv. That doesn't, that doesn't affect them because he's from the outer courtyard and not the inner courtyard. So, but if you're saying that's the reason, again, because they can close the door, they can withdraw from the joint Eruv. Well then, according to Rabbi Kiva, let them also, the residents of the inner courtyard, close their doors and withdraw from the Eruv and be allowed to carry. So, no, Omerlei, Eruv Margila. No, the Eruv makes the people of the outer courtyard used to walking there. Uh, the people of the outer courtyard, since it's an Eruv between the outer and the inner courtyard, the people from the outer courtyard, even though they don't have to, they get used to walking and walking and carrying into the inner courtyard. So it becomes part of them. Well, then according to Rabbonin, you also have that, proper, that problem. Just because you say we want to withdraw from the Eruv, doesn't mean that the, that the people who used to always walk into your courtyard are going to stop, have, uh, don't have those rights anymore. So he says, no, the Amra litakune shit for sech of la visi. It's no, the rabbis learned because the inner courtyard say, we joined with you, the outer courtyard, for our benefit, litikune, but not to our detriment. I, well, this that we made an Eruv in our courtyard and you made an Eruv in your courtyard and then we joined into a joint Eruv. We did that for our benefit, that we can also carry into your courtyard. But now that you've ruined it by one of your members not joining in the Eruv, so we wouldn't be allowed to carry, we never ever wanted, we never wanted a joint Eruv in this scenario. And we, and we, and our, and I guess the terms and conditions have been, uh, what's it, uh, 
you've, you've uh, transgressed the terms and conditions and therefore it's invalid. Our, our joint Eruv is, is we're, we're withdrawing from it. So Gemara says, Ah, we give a nami time and takuni shit for secho v'loy la'avisi. Well then, according to Rabbi Kiva, let the inner courtyard say the same thing. We only joined your Eruv for our benefit and we didn't join it to our detriment. She says, no, the Amra law, because the Amra law mevatlinan l'choroshusi. It's where he said to him, I'm a vatl my rishus. I, according to Rabbi Akiva, the chitzoyna can mevatl their rishus. So actually, the, pnimi, the outer courtyard is allowed to mevatl their rishus to the inner courtyard. Therefore, and especially that resident who didn't join the, 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 the joint Eruv. But so they can battle. Therefore, according to Rabbi Akiva, up until they've done this battle, the inner courtyard would be also to carry. So just a little bit tra- a ch- a change of thinking. I mean, up until here, I was assuming that when we said the outer ones make the inner ones also, in this case, according to Rabbi Akiva, I meant that meant... Forever. Rabbi Kiva is basically saying, no, only until the outer ones do bitul rishus, give over their rights to the inner ones, then the inner ones are allowed to carry. But according to the Rabbonon, you don't have to wait for that. According to, so what are we saying in other words? Um, let's just see a little one line further. This says, Rabbonon ain't bitul rishus, according to Rabbonon, you can't do bitul rishus from one chotzer to the next. Right? The outer ones are not allowed to do Betorishos. Therefore, according to the Rabbonin, the, the, the inner ones say, it doesn't suit us to be part of this partnership. You've, you've transgressed the terms and agreements. And therefore, it's void. And that's according, so therefore, according to the Rabbonin, as soon as, the second they realize, but I guess as soon as Shabbos comes in, basically, and one of the outer residents did not join in the Eruv, the inner ones withdraw from the Eruv. According to Rabbi Akiva, no, they can do Betorishos. And therefore, they're actually joint in an Eruv, and the inner ones will not be allowed to carry until the outer residents do Betorishos, do um, um, relinquish their rights to the inner courtyard. And then the, inner, the people of the inner courtyard can carry. Okay, so what have we just said? One of the key factors at play here, why... If the inner courtyard and the outer courtyard joined in an Eruv and they placed the joint Eruv in the inner courtyard and one of the outer people forgot to join the Eruv, the Rabbonin said, you can't do Betorishos, so therefore the inner courtyard withdraw from the joint Eruv and, you can carry, and they can carry in their courtyard. According to Rabbi Akiva, you can do Betorishos and therefore you just wait for them to do Betorishos and then the people of the inner courtyard can carry. They don't have to actually withdraw from the joint Eruv. Now, a few daf ago, we had a machloikes, whether you can do, uh, machloikes Shmuel and Rabbi Yochan, whether you're allowed to do bitur rishus from one chotzer to the next. I, granted, if we all live in the same chotzer, we're all residents of the same chotzer, and I forget to join the Eruv, I can do bitur rishus. But what happens if we next door chotzers, and we had a joint Eruv, that was a machloikas, whether you can do bitorishus from the one courtyard to the next. So we're going to say, Leima Shmuel v'Rabbi Yochanan b'pluk say to Rabbon v'Rabbi Akiva komafligi. It seems like Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan who argue a few pages ago whether you can do bitorishus, relinquish your wrath from one courtyard to the next door courtyard, is the same machloikas as Rabbon and Rabbi Akiva. 
as we've just pointed out, that Rabbi Kiva holds you can do Bitrushus and the Rabbanon holds you can't. Shmuel Omar Karabbanon. Shmuel holds like the rabbis that you cannot do Bitrushus. If Rabbi Yochanan Domak Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rabbi Akiva, that you can do Bitrushus. Which is, a, which is more a question because we never ever touched on this when we were discussing it earlier. So what the Gemara is now going to show is how they're actually independent Machlokes. It says, Omelachah Shmuel, Shmuel will tell you. Shmuel was the one who said you cannot do Betul Rishus. So it's easy to understand Shmuel according to Rabbonin because Rabbonin said you don't need to do Betul Rishus because they just withdraw from the joint Eruv. says, says, I can even fit in with Rabbi Akiva. The reason Rabbi Akiva said you can do bitterishus from one courtyard to another courtyard over here is because they forbid each other to carry. But over there where we were discussing two courtyards, not one within the other, but one next to the other, they don't oyster each other. I, when you have your two courtyards next to each other, when you have your Eruv, um, when you have your Eruv in your Chotzer and then the Eruv of the next door Chotzer and you joined together and, they, and then someone forgot to join, he wants to do bitter issues, you're allowed to carry in your Chotzer independently. So you still have your rights. Whereas in this case of this inner and outer Chotzer, you don't have any rights. You can't carry unless they do bitterishus. So therefore, Rabbi Shmuel, Shmuel says, in that case, I would agree that you can't do bitterishus. Rabbi Yochanan Omar, Rabbi Yochanan says, I can even fit in with Rabbonin. Rabbi Yochanan was the one who says, you can do bitterishus from Chotzer to Chotzer, which we said is difficult in light of our Rabbonin, who seem to say, you can't do bitterishus, and that's why they withdraw from the joint Eruv. So he says, no, I can fit in with Rabbonin. He says, Here it's specifically where he says, look, until you do bitter Rishus, it's also for me to carry. But there he doesn't make it also for him to carry. I Generally, the Rabbonin do not allow bitter Rishus from Chotzer to Chotzer. But here the Pnimis can say, look, until you do Bitorishus, I can't carry, so I'm just dissolving the partnership. Whereas in the usual case of two Chotzeris next to each other, they can't say, look, it's also for us to carry until you do Bitorishus, because they, as a, as a courtyard, as a standalone courtyard, they can still carry. And therefore, um, therefore, you would not be allowed to do bitterishus in that case. Okay, then we go on to the next line of the Mishnah. It says, Imho, well, yeah, right, the last line of the Mishnah, if they were individuals, if you had one resident in the inner courtyard, one house in the inner courtyard, and one house in the outer courtyard, then they can carry, then they don't need, then they don't oyster each other. Now, let's just fit that in with the principles we learn. Because if you're the only resident in your chotzer, then you're allowed to carry from your house to your garden and from your garden to your house. Therefore, you're a regal hamateres. You're allowed to carry in your chotzer. And therefore, when you walk through the outer chotzer, look, according to Rabbi Kiva, not, but according to the Tanakama, when you walk through the outer chotzer, 
you don't invalidate it. Again, by the fact you're allowed to carry your chotzer, you don't invalidate the alto chotzer. So Amr Rabbi Yosef Tani Rebi, Hoyu Gimel Asurim. Rebi taught that if there were three peoples, it would be Asur. Now, obviously, if there were two residents in the inner courtyard and one resident in the outer courtyard, it would be Asur. Because the two residents in the inner courtyard can't carry from their house to their courtyard. So they're regal asura. And therefore, when they have rats in the outer courtyard, they also oiser the outer courtyard. The novelty in this point is that even if there's one person in the inner courtyard and two people in the outer courtyard, it's still asur. As we'll see, it's exaira derabonim because you might get confused and say, look, there are three residents and we could carry this week. And then the next week, there are also three residents, but two in the inner and one in the outer. They might think they can carry. Don't listen to him. Basically, very interesting. It's quite a strong piece we're going to have next. He sounds quite upset about it, but really all he's doing, he's not changing the halacha. He's just changing the quote. Rabbi Yosef said it in the name of Rebbe. And he says, Rabbi says, don't listen to him. I was taught him this, this tradition. And I taught it in the name of Rav Adabarava. It wasn't in the name of Rebbe, it was in the name of Rav Adabarava. And what's it? Since I will say that there are many in the outer courtyard. So Omar of Yosef married Avram. My master Avram. Rabim berebi ichlifli. Oh, I made a mistake. When you said Rabim, I thought Rebi, and I got mixed up. That's why I quoted the teaching in the name of Rebi instead of the name of Rebi Rav Adabar Ava. And it was just because Rav Yois, because you said in, in, in the way you teach it, you, you phrased it as Rabim because they were many. Um, just two interesting points on this. As we mentioned a few times, it's come up a few times in this Masechta, that remember Rabbi Yosef got ill and he forgot a lot of his Torah. So it seems here he got a little bit confused. In He heard Rabim and he thought Rebbe. And that's where his confusion came in. But again, at the essence, as I said, the halacha is the same. That, as long as there's one resident in the inner courtyard and one resident in the outer courtyard, then they don't oyster each other. But as soon as there's two residents in either of those courtyards, then they would oyster each other. At least then the inner ones would oyster the outer ones. Um, one other interesting point on this, there's a little bit of a discussion. We, Rebbe in the Gomorrah, whenever we come across the sage Rebbe, who is that? So that's Rabbi Yehuda Hanossi, um, also known as um, Rabbeinu HaKadosh. He's the one who compiled the Mishnah. Also known as the author of the Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda Hanossi. Um, phenomenally great Tana towards the end of the era of the Tanoim. But how do we pronounce that Rebbe? So some actually want to bring a proof from here that it should actually be pronounced Rabbi. Because it's unlikely that Rabbi Yosef would get mixed up with Rabim and Rebi. But if the word is Rabbi and Rabim, it says very likely that he got mixed up. So some actually want to say that the next correct pronunciation of Rebi is Rabbi. I think the other the other more acceptable translation is is something along the lines of Rebi. Like not Rebi, Ribi. Rebi doesn't seem to be such a common uh, we always refer to it as Rebi as uh, when I grew up and I don't know, never heard anyone pronounce it anything other than Rebbe, but that seems to be the least authoritative way to pronounce it. 
Okay, let's just carry on. Shmuel says, no, there's no such concern. It's only also if there's two in the inner courtyard and one in the outer courtyard. Just because there are two in the outer courtyard, that would not oyster the outer courtyard, that the inner one can, can, can walk through. Okay, let's go on to another scenario. Okay, we're using this, we used our Mishnah, one courtyard within the other, as a trigger for this discussion. So, Amar Rebbe, Elazar, Menachri, Harehu, Karabim. If you have a Nochri in the inner courtyard, it's like, it's as if there are many people staying in the inner courtyard. I, the outer courtyard, cannot make an Eruv, a valid Eruv, unless they buy the rights from the non-Jew. Remember, if you have a non-Jew in your courtyard, how do you make a valid Eruv? You have to buy the rights from him. So that's what you'd have to do here. According to Shmuel, who says that if the inner courtyard just has one per- person, he doesn't oyster the outer courtyard. Why is that? Because if they know an individual, someone who knows an individual staying in the inner courtyard, will they know he's regular muteris? You're allowed to carry in your own courtyard and therefore he won't invalidate the outer courtyard. And if they don't know, well, then they'll think there's an Eruv. So the Gemara says, Well, then we can have the same question by a non-Jew. Those who know that he's the only non-Jew staying there, they'll, they'll know that, and then it's fine. Well, those who don't know will think that they rented their rights, the rights of the non-Jew from him. So why does it make a difference if it's one non-Jew or one Jew staying in the inner courtyard? Either way, the outer courtyard should be allowed to make an Eruv and carry, regardless of the inner courtyard. He says, no, He says, no, because a non-Jew, if, he did, if they did rent the rights, he would talk about it. He would be telling people, you know, I had the weirdest thing on Friday. My Jewish neighbors came to bar the rights. Marats of usage in their court to walk through their court, you know, he'd chat about it, and therefore everyone would know about it. If he's not chatting about it, then people will know that, will think that he didn't make an Eruv, and therefore that's a problem. So if there's one non Jew staying on the inner courtyard, they can only set up the Eruv if they uh, buy the rats from the non Jew. The outer courtyard can only set up their Eruv if they buy the rats from the non Jew stays on the inner courtyard. What happens? This seems to be a scenario where you have a chotzer with a few houses opening into it. And one of those houses kind of has a chain of houses. It has a whole lot of houses built attached to it. And each, like here, uses the example of 10 houses. And each house has to walk through the other houses to get to the chotzer. So house number 10 has to walk through house number 987, etc. to get to the courtyard. House number 3 has to walk through house number um, 2 and 1 to get into the courtyard. So he says, The inner one can give the Eruv and that's sufficient. Rashi explains because all the other houses are just like a gatehouse to his house. This inner courtyard, house number 10, sorry, inner house, house number 10, 
He has rights to walk through all the other houses to get to the Chotzer, and therefore they're all like just gatehouses. Gatehouses, even if they're people staying there, we learned earlier, don't have to contribute to the Eruv. But Rabbi Yochanan Omar, Afilu Chitzon, Rabbi Yochanan says, even Altawan. Chitzon Beisharu. He says, why should the Altawan have to join in the Eruv? Contribute to the Eruv separately. He's a gatehouse to the ones that are more in of it. He says, no, Chitzon Shalprimi, what we meant is the Altawan of the Nant one. But Micah Mifligi, what are they arguing? Mar Sovor, Beishar, the Yochit, Shmei Beishar, or Mar Sovor, Loishma Beishar. If you have one house opening into it, does that make it a, a gatehouse? So again, the tenth house is the only house that opens into the ninth house. So can you view the ninth house as the gatehouse? Obviously, the eighth, the eighth one you can view as a gatehouse because the ninth and the tenth and the ninth open have to go through it. So that's the Machloikas. Again, you have these 10 houses built, one through, attached to the other, and they each have to walk through the other to get into the Chotzer. Um, it's a Machloikas. Definitely the first eight are considered gatehouses, and they to the ninth and the tenth. And therefore they wouldn't have to contribute separately to the Eruv. But the tenth would definitely have to contribute to the Eruv. Because he's a normal residence, no one just walks through his house like a gatehouse. And the Nant is a machloikes because one opinion holds. If it's one house opening into it, it's not considered a gatehouse. And therefore he's a regular residence and he'd have to contribute to the Eruv. According to the other opinion, no. Since his house is used to just walk through by the other property, then it is a gatehouse and he would, would not have to contribute to the Eruv. Okay, and we'll leave it there for today. Have a wonderful Shabbos.